0: On this episode of the FCPS show, we look back at the highs and the lows from match days 7 and 8 in the Salzburg Regional League. Welcome back to the FCPS show the podcast all about Austria's fan owned football club FC Pinsgau Salfelden my name's Tom Midler i'm recording in Tokyo today i'm still here more on that in a little bit and i'm joined uh, via the wonders of the internet by Simon Clark to talk all things FC Pinsgau Simon how you doing mate
1: I'm good. It's a pleasure to be here. My first FCPS show in quite a while, I think. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad to, to, be, to be back on the podcast to talk about the last two games. One very positive game and one not so positive, but you know, things to look forward to, to talk about. Yeah.
0: We had the ups and the downs, the the highs and the lows of football, you know, just when you get carried away, you get brought back down to earth, don't you? And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but yeah, it's great to have you back on the FCPS show. Um yeah. And it was great to have Lloyd in the commentary box, wasn't it? I, you know, I mentioned I'm away in Tokyo covering the uh, the Olympics, the Paralympics at the moment from Japan. So shout out to any Japanese fan owners that we might have listening in. Um, I can't say which beer I'm drinking because it's not Stiegel, but I'm enjoying a good, uh, <laughs> a good Japanese beer right now. But Yes, having a lot of fun here in Tokyo. Looking forward to getting back uh, for some big games because I'm going to miss a massive one. We'll look ahead to what's coming up very, very soon. But first, let's look back to the last two games. A couple of games ago against Sikirchen at home we followed up uh, what has been a brilliant start to life at the Salfeldin Arena this season. Uh, what a home record we've got, picking up wins there. And uh, this was arguably the best, or at least the most comfortable of a lot of them, because we beat Sikirchen, who've been a difficult team for us in uh, recent seasons. We beat them 5-1 at home to go second in the league after uh, having played seven games. So that was a real high, wasn't it? And, and Lloyd... I'm very happy to have Lloyd in the commentary box uh, as I was saying whilst I'm over here and he asked us is it always like this <laughs> I think he really enjoyed it and he said yeah is this is this what it's like every week it's not though is it Simon
1: It's not but it was a it was a wonderful uh, match to watch and, and Lloyd chose the absolute perfect uh, match uh, for his first commentary. Yeah, a 5-1 win, uh, a a remarkable result, really. Our our biggest win in over two years, which is uh, always a uh, a great thing. And also a Tamas Tandari hat-trick, two penalties and a sumptuous chip. Just a beautiful goal. And, uh, of course, uh, Gel Pedro with a beautiful free kick and and Jonas Zweikhofer making it uh, 2-0 with a lovely strike from the edge of the box as well. So, yeah, it was really... A wonderful game for any FCPS fan out there, and particularly if it's your first commentary as well. I wish it was always (laughs) like that, this Tom.
0: Yeah, I think you know if Lloyd was going to be our our bringer of good luck, then I'd be happy to have Lloyd in the commentary box. I'm sure the fan owners would as well. If (laughs) if every game's going to end up with a similar result, Um, I'll just go through some of the scoring orders and sort of how the game went down because you mentioned some of the goals there. Uh, The first one was the, the free kick from Joao Pedro. Let's talk Joao Pedro um, in, in general, the number 24 FC Pinsgau, new to the club this season, back in Austria, a bit of experience here, played in Sweden, played in his native Brazil as well. But not only did he score a brilliant set piece, really, really nicely taken, very, very good feeling. I thought arguably this was the finest game for Joao Pedro so far in an FC Pinsgau shirt.
1: Yeah, he was in- incredibly creative, obviously the free kick uh, speaks for itself um, I think he's been uh, a wonderful signing for the club since he joined uh, in, in the summer uh, he looks to be enjoying life in, in South Eldon as he saw by a celebration he celebrated that goal very very well and uh, yeah I think Jao Pedro has been one of our shining lights he's bringing a, a little bit of a Brazilian flair to South Eldon arena and you can't dispute that can you
0: no, he certainly did. And maybe that's the kind of goal, you know, the kind of thing that just a performance really it wasn't just the goal. There was so much more than that. I think maybe that's the kind of thing that really helps you settle in and just just gets you in, you know, with your teammates, with the coach, with the fans, with everyone, just makes you feel at home at the football club. So that was probably one of the really big positives for me. Um, Jonas Schweikhofer with the second cutting inside. We can talk all day about that because... <laughs> it's a theme that we've we've talked about last season you know what he's not doing and now what he is doing um i'll I'll move past it for now and just just talk about the rest of the game because we'll come back to Jonas Schweikofer for sure but at 2-0 half time 2-0 we were looking so good two brilliant goals in the first half two two really great goals to enjoy and then we like to make life a little bit difficult for ourselves, don't we? We we always find a always, way.
1: Always, always. There's
0: always a way somehow. Just the same from from the game before. You know, the game at home, we were we just opened up some breathing space, and then it was a penalty and a red card in that game. This time, another penalty, and uh, Sekharin did score it to get back into the game. Uh, what did you reckon to the penalty call?
1: Uh, I mean, it was probably the right call but uh you know it's one of those that you, you you see given sometimes and sometimes you don't see given but I think uh you know as we know with our, our luck sometimes uh <laughs> the, I'm not gonna go further than that but yeah it was um uh, a decision you sometimes see just yeah. let off by the referee
0: I thought in the last game you know the the, the one that I mentioned before the previous penalty. I thought we had a lot of gripes about the handball, the red card for Ajay. I think this time the penalty was pretty fair. I have to be, uh, I'd have to be a better defender than I am to like to really get into a kind of criticism of it because I think Kitahara is just watching the ball come over. He's only got eyes on the ball. He's not thinking about the the striker at all. He doesn't see the striker. I think the striker just kind of nips in right in his blind spot, um, and they just clash together. You know, I think he's got every right to go for that ball, um, and and it's just. I suppose you've got to say credit to the striker for just getting in there first. And then they sort of just come together in a bit of a 50-50 clattering in the air in the box. And, you know, it's it's a penalty given. So, yeah, that's one for, for Ziga to work out and, you know, one for the defenders to work out uh, how, how you can avoid that happening more often. I, I just definitely don't possess the football skills, the, the positional and awareness related <laughs> skills to kind of to kind of work out how you how you fix that. But, um, yeah, I think it was fair game with the penalty. And suddenly, CK were back in it at 2-1. But Pinskow did absolutely not let that slow them down, did they?
1: No, they did not. And uh, it took 16 minutes later for uh, FC Pinskow to finally restore their two-goal lead. Tamas Tandari from the penalty spot to make it 3-1. But uh, it's the fourth goal that I want to talk about. Just what a what a goal from Tandari. A beautiful chip. Just one of the one of the most beautiful chips I think you'll ever see, <laughs> and the way it just rolled over over the line as well, Tom. It was just a work of art from Tamas Tandari.
0: <laughs> it was right, right. So riddle me this: Is it better than his chip? from the cup because that's now twice this season that Tandari has scored with an absolutely audacious lob which has been perfectly weighted perfectly weighted you're absolutely right it, it's over the goalkeeper he sees him off his line he plays it with just the right amount of power and it's almost like humiliating the way it, the way it trickles yeah. over the goal line it, it's just perfect
1: yeah he couldn't have done it any better like he really couldn't have that's the way you want to score, chip. I think I prefer this one, if I'm honest, just because, just because it is rolled over the line like really Like, Yeah, I, I loved it. And um, and yeah, and then uh, Tandari got, got his hat-trick, 85th minute, another penalty. So yeah, Thomas Tandari is now the joint second top goal scorer in the Region League of Salzburg, which is a, a remarkable thing, considering that he's, he's, he's the, the longest tenured player in the team, highest appearance holder of all time, record goal scorer of all time, and he's still doing it. Well, a legend, could the man be
0: any more of a legend? Yeah. And if you're going to bury two penalties in the game, well, that's a good thing in itself, you know, to have a reliable penalty taker like that. I just hammered them both in. But, you know if you're going to score two penalties if you're going to have a hat trick it's nice to have an absolutely glorious goal in the middle you know sandwiched by those two penalties but uh, let's just let's just roll this back to the incidents that led to two penalties because we've bemoaned our luck several times but this time we actually were on the you know we were on the receiving end of i don't think i don't think we got lucky particularly but we got two penalties nonetheless um and referees have found ways to avoid giving us penalties and free kicks uh, in the last well ever since uh, the fan owners came in i suppose but um <laughs> no no comment no more comment anyway um but what what a weird handball that was for from Sekirchen to to give away the penalty to make it 3-1 that was so unnecessary wasn't it it was just a, yeah, a routine really corner was. and it just the, the guy at the front post basically just puts his hand up it was like it was like the kind of thing you do in the in this, in this sort of playground but i mean it was just unfortunate i guess I guess he just sort of ended up watching the ball and somehow he figured that he just had to make the stop, but he really didn't. So it was, yeah, it was a strange one.
1: It, it was like he, he, he was waving down a taxi on the South <laughs> Arena pitch. <laughs> uh, a bit far from a taxi on the pitch, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll take it. We will take a, an opportunity like that. And we did. Yeah, I mean, we did. Thomas Tadari smashing it in.
0: I, I'm going to bring up, I said earlier that I was going to bring things back to... Jonas Schweikoffer, because for the fifth one he was in behind he got you know he got hauled down for the penalty it was a red card as well but that was just one more example of Pinskau absolutely tearing through the Sikirchen defence it was insignificant in a way because it made it 5-1 but I just wanted to say how effective that was I think that deserves some time because this comes back to me for, for to, to something where we had this photo a couple of matches ago of Tandari and Schweikoffer celebrating the win Uh, Really, really cool photo of the two of them. Definitely worth checking out on our Twitter at FCPSEN if you haven't seen that, because it's a lovely photo from a couple of weeks back. And it's like, I I think it's quite symbolic of the way we played in this Kirchen game and and this season in general. It seems to me that Tandari and Jonas Schweikofer have a really, really good understanding out there on the pitch in a way that we just didn't see. Last season, it's like a it's a completely new partnership. I, I, it's amazing. There was a a quick free kick early on at nil nil where we didn't score from it, but just to see Tandari with a, a sort of a routine free kick in the middle of nowhere with nothing on, and he spotted the runner Schweikoffer, picked him out with a pinpoint through ball, just dissected the def- defense. Could have been one nil Schweikoffer using his uh, his newfound iron Robin skills or cutting inside. <laughs> The second goal, he did exactly the same, got in the same position on the right flank, cut back inside, looked like the shot was going to be pretty much uh, impossible from that angle, and he buried it in the far corner. So that was just another example, a ball into Tandari near the halfway line, just a little touch onto to allowed Schweikofer to burst through the defence, use his pace, got the man sent off, uh, earned the side of penalty. So what's going on with those two this season? Because that, for me, is a, is a huge positive from the Sikirchen game. They, they look like they're they're forming such a great partnership.
1: Yeah, even though the game was, was 5-1, it could have been much more as well. The, the, the amount of times that they, they cut through the and uh, defence was fantastic. And just, I mean, uh, it's happened all season. I think Zweikhofer has been massively improved this season. He's been a, a truly attacking creative outlet on the wing. And uh, he's, he's coming in the central more now as well, and he's helping out Tandari. And yeah, they really seem to have a, a wonderful combination right now we'll talk about it shortly, but in, in the following uh, match away at FC Kukul, the same thing was happening there. Like they had uh, opportunities there via Zweig But But um, yeah, he's been very much improved this season. And it's something that is, is a joy to watch when it's happening on such a regular basis, like in in that Seekirking game. It was just that they couldn't cope with them at all, could they?
0: It's a real weapon for us this season, which is something that's really nice. What, it's probably the last thing that I wanted to mention about this game is obviously we had the positive of of those two linking up. I mentioned earlier that I thought it was Pedro's, uh, Joao Pedro's best game for FC Pinscow. I wanted to just give him a little bit more credit where it's due because I thought also, you know, it's easy to look at his free kick and say what a moment that was. But he was busy all night long, Joao Pedro, doing really, really good stuff. He had a couple of shots saved. He had the shot saved that led to the corner, which got us our penalty from the handball. Um and that one, I think, was probably the best illustration for me. He missed a couple of easy chances, I have to say, or, or much easier than the one that he scored, which, you know, I think is a sign that there's there's more goals to come from João Pedro, which is really good. And he's in the right positions and, uh, you know, he's doing the hard things right and, and maybe not quite the easy things yet. But the way he won the the ball back for one of those was brilliant. I thought we were really patient with the way that we dealt with the Sikirchen defence, you know, when they were on the ball a couple of times, Tandari just let them make the mistake themselves, let them put themselves under pressure by, by just floating right around uncomfortably by the defenders and then, you know, capitalising on, on, on problems. And, and Joao Pedro did exactly the same. He sort of slid back, won the ball brilliantly, like, a, you know, it's like something off the PlayStation. You know, you just run back and dive in with uh, as the centre forward, won the ball back, uh, burst forward then with it and, uh, and, and had a shot saved. So I thought Pedro was, uh, was very ambitious and very, you know, working really, really hard. And, and that's what I really like to see. So it wasn't just a 5-1 win. You know, also Christian Zieger said we should have scored more. So when you've won five-one, and that's the takeaway from the manager, you know things are looking quite good.
1: Exactly, and of course it put, put us briefly top of the table on Tuesday night, which was a, a wonderful thing. Although we ended up being, being second heading in to, to the weekend, so it was a very good table to, to look at uh, heading into the weekend's fixture.
0: Definitely, yeah. Still, uh, it made for for brilliant reading, didn't it? But then we had a trip away to Kuchel. Cukierian um, and Kukul actually were very good sides last year, but Kukul in particular, I think, were were one of the best teams in the league last year. That's a tough away trip. Um, we got thoroughly outplayed last time we went to Kukul. We lost two nil, um, but it was one of those games where you you simply couldn't complain. Like it, we we were not too far away, given that the scoreline was two nil. You know, a couple of things could have fallen our way, and we could have got something, but it would not have been deserved. You know, we we were to all intents and purposes, played off the park by Kukul at that time just last season. It was a very different uh, case this time. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll spoil it for anyone who doesn't know. I'm sure most people listening to this know already. Unfortunately, we succumbed to a late 1-0 defeat. Um, what the, what happened? What went wrong? You know, why are we struggling a little bit away from home? Because a couple of times we've played like this. We've had games like this this season that have ended in draws. A couple of, you know, 0-0, 1-1. This has been a kind of running theme of our season away from home so far. Um, It looked like we were heading for another draw. But this time, you know, the late goal didn't really give us much chance to respond. So where did it go wrong? You know, did we did we fall short or is it just one of those that when the game is really close, you can end up losing it?
1: I think it'd be harsh to say things went wrong because the, the team created a, lo- a lot of great chances. There was a, a great ch- chance in the first half from, from, from Jonas Zweikhofer again being incredibly creative. Uh, Lucas Moosman uh, had a brilliant header. Really, he he it was in the area. The ball comes in and he like s- swerved his body around almost. It's really hard to describe. And it just went over the bar, like so close to going in. And uh, K- K- Christoph Frusteller as well. Had an excellent shot that was uh, saved acrobatic by the keeper it's just a case of not taking our chances i think i think uh, we can classify ourselves as unlucky of course kukul had many many chances as well but um yeah it, it's just one of those afternoons unfortunately and uh for kukul to score in the 89th minute of the game it's just such a hammer blow and you can't come back from that so yeah just if I was Christian Zieger, I would have been. I would be happy with the performance, but it's just a case of you need to put some of those chances away.
0: Yeah, it, it was a bit rough. Um, I think you're right to mention as well that Kukul did create quite a lot, including <laughs> a stunning overhead kick at some point, which is like if you're going to concede, you almost hope it's that that goes in. If um, it wasn't, the goal from Kuchel, for me. Had a touch of a fortune about it. They played, um, they played a quick free kick. Sort of took it well, knocked it on down the right hand side. Hints of offside. I know the defense all put their hands up, so I think it's one of those like we can't complain too much. But if there was VAR, it could it could have been pulled back. You know, it was it looked very very close to me. I, I tried to slow it down on the replay and see, and it it looked like he was probably a tiny bit offside for me. Like no criticism of the officials there. they, they can't spot everything but maybe yeah, maybe a, a little, little uh, yeah it, it was definitely a very tough call so i'm not going to criticize the officials on that one but still perhaps a little fortunate for Kuhul. and i think the real moment of fortune was that uh christoph Hubel, who's you know a, a very talented striker i think that he's trying to take that down to the right hand side of the penalty area and he miscontrols it, mm-hmm. it this is my take on it he, you know christoph Hubel might disagree but i think he miscontrols this and he lets it drift towards the D, towards the centre of the box, instead of taking it down to the to the right hand side of the area. And the fact that he miscontrols it and then sort of turns over his shoulder to to meet the ball again in the centre of the area, I think that just completely does the defender because <laughs> you can't you can't sort of expect him. You can read what he's trying to do with his body, and when he doesn't get it right, I th- I, if he's if he's done it deliberately, then he's. He's dummied it superbly, but it looks to me like that on that on that sort of grassy bobbly pitch in Kukul, he's miscontrolled it and it's completely flummoxed the defender and left him with a bit of room. But then you know you got to take take your hat off to him, uh, take your hat off to him anyway because he dispatched it into the top corner. To be fair, and uh, it was a brilliant finish. Yeah, yeah, it was a lovely right? finish. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute that.
1: It was a lovely finish, but yeah, in the build-up, it was rather fortuitous, I think. I don't think he, he meant to do that, but obviously it turned out to be the absolute perfect setup for, for the strike on goal. And yeah, just one one of those little moments of the game that if it goes, if it goes I don't know, one inch to the side, he doesn't miscontrol it and he just f- fully stops the ball, who knows? just one of those moments and uh, if, if you're a defender trying to defend against that like how can you defend against almost a fluke you know it's just so uh, i don't think a, a, any blame can be put on on the fcps uh, the defense with with that goal and just yeah all, one of the one of those uh one of those afternoons unfortunately
0: yeah i'm just thinking of some other things that sort of stood out to me there was uh Schrocker again another good game for him and um, he hasn't got as many clean sheets as uh as I would have liked to see for this season, I'm sure he would have liked to have some more as well, because I think he's put in some pretty good performances and it's it's very hard to get clean sheets in this league. That's just a fact. It is pretty hard. You know, both teams in every game have chances, even in the 5-1 against Sikirchen. It wasn't just the penalty. They had some other good chances too. You just do get them at this level. But I thought he had a good game and there was a big penalty appeal from Kukul for me where I thought it was was kind of ridiculous because... Schrucker slid out. He showed... I think he's been very good, very alert on the edge of the box. He's not quite a Manuel Neuer type goalkeeper, but you can tell he's sort of schooled in modern goalkeeping because he's he's excellent when it comes to balls in behind the defence and, and into the edge of the area. And you're going to get a few mistakes with those. There will be goals this season where Schroker comes out and misses the ball and stuff happens. I'm sure we will see that. But, you know, f- for the most part, that that's the risk you take when you play that kind of football. That, you know, for... 99% of the time you make a good clearance and 1% of the time you look like an idiot but on this one occasion he came out gathered the ball perfectly uh, in front of the Kukul defender who obviously took a heavy fall because Schrucker made the big slide and he gathered the ball the Kukul attackers all turned around and wanted a penalty and I thought come on like, he's come out and slid that he's, he's just completely got the ball there it's ridiculous
1: yeah it would have been very harsh
0: appeal for a penalty against FCPS you might get it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah exactly But it would have been very harsh. But uh, I think uh, Killian Schrucker has been another player who's been fantastic this season. And I mean, just looking at the table now, FCPS have the the joint best defense in the entire league. So, you know, obviously he's doing something with a very, very right. Eight goals conceded in eight games so far, uh, alongside Austria Salzburg, who obviously we play at the weekend. And FC Kukul, who who we played last weekend, so uh, the the three best defenders in the league there, and Shroka has been a humongous part of that. Uh, he's and he, he made two very good saves. There was the safer and the bicycle kick that was truly top draw. Um, the bicycle kick attempt was a brilliant <laughs> effort from the Kukul striker, but yeah, Shroka was, was more than a match for it and uh, t- tipped it around the post. But yeah, he he's been fantastic and. Uh, yeah, a great incoming signing from the summer from Christian Zieger, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it feels easier to take the positives from this defeat. I have to say because I think a draw would have been a very fair result. And I think last season we lost a couple of games where I thought actually we probably should have won if we just did a few things right we would have won the game. And then we lost, and it was kind of tough to stomach. This one, I think a draw would have been fair. And you know when you know when you have a draw, you know one little moment can can just can just knock it. In anybody's way. We could have won 1-0, Kuku could have won 1-0. It's how it is. I was uh, also sort of very pleasantly surprised by Moosman, Lucas Moosman, sort of doing a bit like what, what Tandari did, what, what Tamas Tandari did. I'm glad Tandari's able to play up front again now. Um, I noticed in the team of the week in the Salzburg Regional League, he's like locked in as a defender now because of <laughs> his early season appearances. So uh, constantly you see uh, Tamas Tandari in the best centre-backs of the week category because of the goals that he's got so uh somebody's like somebody's uh sort of in the data input got tamas tandari down as a center back because of his uh his you know deputizing there but but Moosman i think is is also you know he's he's a center forward by trade and he's also had to readjust given given our personnel problems this season and you see Moosman now in the midfield the way that we're playing he's sort of like he, he's creating a bit of room for himself in the midfield and I think I I, I noticed Moosman pick out some really nice passes in that game forwards. And I saw Tandari doing it as well. So I, I wonder if the two centre forwards have kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know if they've been training or practising this, but they seem to like turn on the ball in the centre circle and then look for an, an output and and they seem to be able to thread these passes through. So I'm sure that's something to look out for in the future. So that's another another positive that I'll take from that. But, you know, Let's move on from that. It was a great win against Sikiasin, a tough loss against Kukul. When I look at the league table, what disappoints me is that we seem to only be able to beat the teams who are near the bottom. I don't know if they're just near the bottom because we beat them or we only beat the teams near the bottom and we struggle against teams who are higher up. It's like it doesn't seem to be in terms of performance level. It's just somehow we don't. Yeah, we don't seem to be able to do that. And now that's obviously going to come into question Given that we play Austria Salzburg this weekend, not only are they our massive rivals, they're going to be hugely motivated to beat us because, quite frankly, they absolutely despise us. <laughs> but yeah, they do. Can can we beat a team simply, you know, are they top or are they second? I've seen different league They're, they're tables. second. By my calculations, they're uh, okay, they're, they're in second. Yeah,
1: but I mean, it depends on the table because okay, they are well, they're they are top, joint top, right? Joint top, yeah, they're joint top. Sang-Johan... And Salzburg are joint up on sixteen points, but I think the table on the OFB website, because San Johan have only played seven games, puts them top. Whereas if we were looking at from a UK point of view, you'd, you'd look at the, the goal difference, and Salzburg have a plus twelve, and San Johan have a plus four, so you'd put Austria Salzburg top. So yeah, so depe- de- depending on who you ask, I've, yeah. I'd say Salzburg should be top of that table, for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of, like, morally, morally and performance-based, you know, results-wise, I would say that Austria-Salzburg are top. You know, they, they can certainly have a claim to being the best team in the season. They're certainly not untouchable. That has been proven. They looked untouchable in the first few games. We know that's not the case. So that's, uh, you know, there are chinks in their armour, which is nice to know for Pinskow. But can we get something from a team who are whatever they are joint top top second place whatever they're a high, high flying side doing really well this season equally good in defence is it you know i feel like if we did get a win or it, even a point to be honest would be quite a statement result that pinsgar don't have to lose these games against high flying teams do you think so
1: yeah i mean the, the argument for pinsgar winning this game is that the fact that the south elder arena has become a fortress this season we have a 100% record at home Uh, by uh, the only team with a 100% record at home in the league. Uh, It's our waveform that that, that is letting us down, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, And also the fact that we do have the the joint best defense in the league as well, alongside austria Salzburg. But then you look at uh, Salzburg's attack, and they have scored 20 goals in eight games, which is by far the top in in the entire division uh, by a, a long, long way. And they have the two uh, two of the top three goal scorers in the league as well. Happily, the, the joint second is our own Tamás Tatandari. So it's going to be a really tough game, but it, it is uh, the, the kind of match that, if if we do get a victory, you know, well, what a confidence boost, you know, what a confidence boost that would be. And as you mentioned, there is a little bit of a rivalry there. Austria Salzburg don't particularly agree with our form of the fan ownership with uh, fans from abroad because that they have the, their own uh, more localized fan ownership so there is a big rivalry there and you, you would love FCPS to win this game wouldn't you? <laughs> don't don't we go all Kevin Keegan on us we, we've played yeah, yeah. the Kevin Keegan <laughs> thing we did yeah it
0: would be it would be huge I mean let's face it there's a lot on the line it's going to be a big game but but we live for stuff like this football fans live for stuff like this so if you're new to the FCPS bandwagon if you're just getting on on board you know here with the fan ownership uh, if, if you're new to the club then you know tune in sit down enjoy this game because Win or lose, it's going to be massive. Like Austria Salzburg brings so much to this league table, you know, kill them with love kind of thing. They they hate us, but they're a wicked team. They they are really hardcore fans. You know, from the fallout for anyone who doesn't know, I guess most people do. But you know, the fallout of Red Bull taking over their club, their sort of famous uh, purple and white Salzburg club. These fans have have formed the club for themselves. You know, the club that they love. It's understandable that they're really passionate and they are. Uh, dubious about ownership from from abroad and stuff that they don't really understand that and, and that's because they've been burned by that massively in the past so i understand that too um so one way or the other, they bring so much to the league. They're they're a huge club to be in the third division, really. And um, by all rights, they they could be higher up the league table if if sort of finances were were willing and and stadium like ground availability was was a possibility. It sounds like their stadium might have to be closed down in a few years because of who owns it and stuff. Yeah. There's all kinds of complications off the pitch for them, which is really a, a big shame. So, yeah. Either way, whatever whatever that all means, it, it ends up with with a big, big game this weekend and uh, it would be fantastic to see FCPS come away with something from that, I think.
1: Yeah, just echoing what you said about Austria-Salzburg. Um, so I was in Salzburg uh, f- three weeks ago now and we had a free afternoon. So, so we decided to, to pop down to, to look at the Austria-Salzburg ground and they allowed us in and they were super friendly, super nice. And we took a few pictures around. Had a, it's a wonderful facility. And yeah, uh, but it's, uh, it's on an area of land that's owned by someone else, I, I believe is the situation. And they have like two years until they have to move. Or s- I, I don't know the a- actual sp- specifics of, the, of what's happened there. But the people there were really friendly and nice. But of course, from a football point of view, they really dislike us. And in this league, if there's one team you, you want to win against, it's austria Salzburg. So all, the, all the, the, the things put aside about how they're a cool club we want to win this game. And uh, if we do win this game, it sets us up for you know a wonderful second half of the season.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what do we make of the statistics then? Last thing, I guess, before we finish this episode of the FCPS show. We've got all of the top three strikers in the league, if I'm right, going head to head this weekend. But we've also got the two best defences in the league going head to head. It's at the South Elden Arena where we've been strong Austria, Salzburg are great attacking and defensive. So they're pretty much the whole package this season, uh, as they were for most of last season too. Um, What what does that mean? Does it mean 4-3? Does it mean red cards? Does it mean (laughs) nil-nil? What what does it mean?
1: Unfortunately, Tom, if I was to predict this game, I'd predict a really tight game. Um, Obviously now it's going to be 5-4, isn't it? But um, I would say (laughs) it's going to be a 1-0 or a 2-0. But I, I want to say... 1-0, 2-0 One 0 two 0 to FCPS, but I can easily see it happening to Austria Salzburg as well. In the last two get ga- well, the last four games between the clubs, Austria won, won the last two, two one and two uh, nil last season. Season before that, we won one nil and uh, three nil at Austria Salzburg's ground. So, you know, who knows? It's, it's a toss up. Um, I' gonna put my neck on the line and say one nil FCPS.
0: Yes. Like to hear that. Like to hear that. I think when you look back at that then from this episode, that's a pretty tough fixture list because Sikirchen were very, very strong last season. We've beaten them at home. Kukul were really strong last season. We've lost to them, unfortunately, away. And now Austria Salzburg, who were another team that came to the South Elden Arena last season and won 2-0, but pretty much it was a very one-sided 2-0. You know, you can take the positives that when the game's 1-0, maybe we could have nicked something, but... They deserve to win that for sure. So very, very tough uh, in terms of the recent fixtures. We've got three points out of six so far. If we could make that six points out of nine, I think everybody would be very, very satisfied indeed.
1: And then, of course, looking uh, looking after this game as well, we have TSV St. Johan in our next home game after austria Salzburg. So we have the two teams joint top of the league at home in back-to-back, win both those games and we're in the title race.
0: Yes, definitely. It doesn't get any easier, does it? I guess that, that's that's sort of natural in the in the Salzburg Regional League because if you look at it this season, even more so than last season, actually, there's more quality teams. The teams have improved. Everyone's improved. Everyone's strengthened. We've made good signings. Other teams have made good signings. There's like the league is so close. There's, there's there's a couple of teams who are struggling, but basically everybody else is very very strong on their day and everybody else has has had some big wins this season so there are no easy games you know I I don't want to use that phrase too lightly but I think really (laughs) there are no easy games and that makes me appreciate the fact that we demolished CK in 5-1 even more so yeah it ain't going to get any easier but if we can start getting that winning mentality keep it going at the South Elden Arena start picking up some wins away from home who knows what we could do this season.
1: And of course, the austria Salzburg match uh, signals the halfway point of the season as well. So we can take a look. We played every other team in the league and we can take a look heading into the second half, you know, which teams are more dangerous for us because you tend to find sometimes that actually the teams you don't expect are the toughest teams for for, for FCPS to play. So uh, it'll be interesting at the halfway point. Maybe we can have a look at the season so far and uh, have a talk about you know which teams have surprised, which teams have underwhelmed, and uh, where FCPS uh, sits in the, in the middle of that.
0: Yeah, really looking forward to that. Wow, I can't believe it's almost at the halfway mark. It's uh, almost at the full-time mark for this episode of the FCPS show. Simon, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk all things FCPS with you.
1: Absolute pleasure. And just one more uh, thing before we end the pod. We have two 20th birthdays in the team coming up. We have uh, Killian schwocker who turns 20 on the 3rd of September, which is probably when this podcast will, will be released. And Jonas Zweikhofer turns 20 on the 5th of September. So a very happy 20th birthday to two of our wonderful young talents in, this, in the squad.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, nice one. Alles Gute to uh, Schrocker and Schweikoffer. Ah, the joys. To be, to be that young, to be 20 oh. years old and have this career in front of you with FC Pinsgau. Wow, Brilliant. Well, I'll let you all stew on that, everyone here who's listening to the podcast. Uh, hopefully some of you are, are you know, of, of a, a youthful enough age to, to enjoy that as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, really looking forward to feeling old again next time as we, as we come to watch uh, austria Salzburg take on FC Pinscout at the Salfelden Arena. Enjoy that game wherever you watch it in the world. Uh, get ready for a big one. It's going to be a great occasion, whatever happens. Thanks very much for listening to this episode of the FCPS Show. This has been the FCPS show. It's recorded, produced and edited in Vienna, Austria for FC Pinskau Saalfelden. And if you're interested to find out more about Europe's unique fan-owned club model, then why don't you head on over to wefunder.com forward slash fan.owned.club and find out everything that you need to know about this incredible opportunity to become a part owner of a European soccer club.